0: Welcome back to another episode of the Pathway to Purpose podcast y'all today our guest is an amazing author and an amazing uh, business person Oticia Johnson how are you
1: I am great how are you
0: I'm doing well thank you so much for for joining us
1: thank you for having me I'm excited
0: definitely so can you tell us about a time that you said yes to God
1: So many times I've had to say yes to God. Uh, I think the biggest one that has had the greatest impact on my life was my yes to entrepreneurship. Um, Like many other people, I was working in my, what I thought would be my forever career. I loved it. I was good at it. I totally enjoyed what I did and the people that I worked with. And God started dealing with my heart about trusting him. And I was like, well, God, I trust you. Like, what do you mean? But what what he was really asking me was, would I trust him to step out into this entrepreneurship journey? You know, let go of the comforts that come along with, you know, having a nine to five that I could punch in and punch out of and a guaranteed paycheck twice a month. Um, And so that really has been the greatest yes that I've had to give God because he was asking me to say yes to the one thing because he knew that that one thing was going to open the door to so many other opportunities. And my spiritual life, my personal life, my professional life was all going to grow as a result of me giving him that first initial yes.
0: That is so good. I love that you used the one to be comfortable, Um, something that we all find ourselves just trying to be. But it seems like when God tells you to actually do, do something, it's probably not the most comfortable thing
1: always going to be uncomfortable it's always going to be the thing that you're not accustomed to doing you know he he never wants you to sit in the boat he always wants you to get out of the boat and and walk on the water and you're like but god i can't like i'm a person like i'm gonna sink (laughs) we don't walk on water and he's like with me you can so it's gonna be uncomfortable because he's asking you to do the thing that you feel like you can't do
0: i love that and i was literally just having a conversation with him about being somebody who who walks on 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 who walks on 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 actual actual uh, actual water mm-hmm. um, and because he's given us the story we know what it looks like when, when we step out and we also know what it looks like when we stay back and then watch
1: exactly know? and when we take our eyes off of him and start looking at you know all the things that could possibly mm-hmm. go wrong and and that's what a lot of us do especially when it comes to business, You know, it's very easy to say, well, God, what if I don't get that client? Or what if I lose this contract? You know, what's going to happen to my family's livelihood? How am I going to be able to pay my bills? And that's literally the equivalent of Peter looking at the storm that was going on around him instead of him keeping his eyes on Jesus. So, you know, if we just keep our eyes on him, we're always going to be able to walk on the water. We can't look at any of the distractions that are going on around us. That is is,
0: so so, so that is so so good can you um tell us what you thought that it was going to to look look like um when he gave, gave it to you versus what it, it actually actually looks like like now
1: um well let, let's go back to what i thought it was going to look like versus what it looked like month one two and three so <laughs> <laughs> i like most people thought when god said you know leave your job, but trust me, step on faith, start this company, do the thing I'm telling you to do, that when I said yes, my yes was going to open doors, and I was going to walk into all this amazing provision, and there was never going to be a financial problem because I did what God said, and the reality of it is (laughs) there were a lot of moments that my yes had to be tested. I had to wake up every single day and keep saying yes. Mm -hmm. So it has been a journey or a process to to grow, you know, to where we are now in business. So now it's looking like what God has shown me. And, And truthfully, a lot of this I didn't see. So some of it is greater. There was a lot more opportunities than what I expected to see. And then others, it's like, oh, that's what you were trying to get me, you know, to see seven, eight, nine years ago. And to me, I just couldn't figure out how, number one, no one knew who I was. <laughs> I didn't have a following. Like there, there was no, I'm gonna go live and all of these people are gonna join and watch my videos and share yeah. it. And like, there, was, there was no idea in and, and my mind that any of these things were going to happen but I do know that he told me years ago that I would impact the nations. And so now when I see these individuals who are joining my live videos from all these other countries, it's like, oh, that's what God meant when he told me that I would impact the nations. I thought I was physically gonna have to get on a plane and. Go to all these different places. (laughs) I didn't know anything about being an an online influencer or or being able to hit the live button from my house or from my office. And and I have people in multiple countries watching me at the same time. But God knew even then that live video was going to become a thing. He knew then that social media was going to become this phenomenon that it is today. And He knew that there would be people who would be in tune to the frequency of my voice and that would attract them. And I just had to show up and just be who he created me to be. So some areas look very different, other areas, he's provided a lot of clarity, he added some meat to the bones, so to speak. And in other areas were just total surprises, things that I just never saw coming.
0: Wow, I love that. And you're you you, um, you you're not afraid to, to speak, that, that is what you you would do. Have you always right. been a, a, a fluent uh, speaker or was, was that something that kind of came later?
1: Definitely came later. I, for a long time, believed that nobody cared what I had to say. So <laughs> yeah. I just didn't say anything. Um, and when I started to speak up, because I the way that my mind works, I tend to see holes in, in, in situations sometimes or I'll see processes that can make things run a lot smoother. And when you're the new man on campus, no one wants to hear you come in and tell them how to fix things. Yeah. So once I started to speak up, I was getting shut down a lot and people were like turned off. And so then I was like, well, I'll just shut up again. <laughs> so it took a lot of understanding um, how to offer suggestions gracefully. It took a lot of learning just because you see something, that doesn't mean that this is the right time to release it. So I had to learn how to use my voice responsibly so that people could respond to it. And then once I learned how to use my voice responsibly, I got a lot more positive responses, which built up my confidence, which made it a lot easier for me to flow when I speak.
0: That is so good. Um, and, and it's like, you know, I'm, I'm really big on right now, just um, the words that come out. Uh, like you said, just use it correctly. Use it. Use it. Res- use it res- responsibly, because our words have such an impact. Um, exactly. Not, not only uh, to people, but to speaking things into into ex- existence. Exactly. You know? and, and you could say stuff and t- uh, to to yourself that really puts 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 your, yourself down, and you're yeah. shutting. You're putting a block on on the kingdom of of God. And exactly. It's like he's trying to do so much with you, but. You're not you're not actually let, letting him. Can you kind of un, unpack that? I know that you're you're writing a book, right? Um, yes. That kind of is is that, that kind of is along those 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 lines. So can mm-hmm. you um, uh, unpack that that for that for for us?
1: Absolutely. So one of the things that I I know to be true in my life and what I I teach to people that I work with is that your I am statements are the most powerful statements that will ever come out of your mouth. Because literally, when you release the words, I am, you are coming into agreement with whatever you say after those words. And if you're not careful, you'll listen to the lie of the enemy or listen to the lie of self-doubt that's just coming from yourself. And you'll begin to place very harmful and negative phrases after I am. And those words, because like the, the power of life and death is on the inside of our, of our mouths, is in our tongues. Those words, now the earth has no choice but to respond to what you've said. You know, if we go back to, to Genesis, the earth wasn't given free will. Man was given free will, but the earth wasn't. So every time God said, let there be, the earth had a responsibility to produce. It was a command. It had to produce what God said. And so we have the same power on the inside of us that he has because he lives in us. The kingdom is within us. And so when I begin to open up my mouth, the earth has to respond. These are commands. I have dominion and authority over all the things of the earth. And so it has to respond to what I tell it to do. It doesn't have a choice because it doesn't have free will. So when we understand that our words are literally telling the earth realm what to do, you understand that you can shape your destiny. You can shape your today and your tomorrow with the words that that come out of your mouth. And that's why it's so vitally important for us to speak life, to speak positivity and to speak life to yourself. Because just imagine if your words are so powerful that it literally controls the entire earth realm, imagine what your words are doing to your mind,
0: Mm. right? Like your
1: your words can shape everything. So imagine what happens when you're speaking things out of your own mouth, you know, scripture teaches us that faith cometh by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God, right? Mm. So when you're speaking out the things that heaven has said about you, what you hear, Uh, In in your quiet time, when you're alone with the Lord, when you're speaking those words out in your hearing, you are hearing the word of God, you're hearing the rhema word that's been released over your life. So you're going to have faith, your faith is going to be increased by what you hear yourself say. And that's why it's so important for us to only have those I am statements followed by what God has said about us so that our faith can be increased in that area so we can bring into the earth realm what has already been established in the
0: heavenlies. Hmm. How, how, how does somebody attack um, feeling like that they have uh, a word from from God and they are uh, they, they hear it and they feel like, well, this isn't for, for me. Like, like, this is not something that I can do. Like, h- how do we a- attack that?
1: Well, first I would say, go study Moses. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Moses is the perfect example of that. I, you know, he, oh, I can't do it because I'm not this, or I can't do it because of that. And every time Moses tried to give God an excuse for why he could not do something, God provided a solution. So um, I have a, a coach who teaches that. The, the first thing that you need to do is self confession. So if you're feeling as though you can't do something, really sit with the Lord and say, you know what? I heard what you said, but there's a place in me that I'm afraid I can't do that. You know, the, there's, there's a spot in me that makes me feel like my past has disqualified me. Have that truthful conversation. And just as God did with Moses, how every time God, uh, every time Moses had an excuse, how God gave him a rebuttal, he'll do the same thing for you but you have to stop trying to fight it in your mind because you cannot defeat a thought with a thought. Mm-hmm. So if that's what you're feeling when, when God is releasing or Holy Spirit is, is talking to you in your quiet time, tell God how you felt. Oh, okay, so you said you called me to the nations. Well, I'm from a tiny town in South Carolina. Nobody knows my name. How, did, how am I gonna get to the nations, God? Yeah. <laughs> you know. And having that conversation, he'll respond. Will you trust me enough to take the first step? and let me figure out how the how it's going to happen. I just want you to get up every day and be obedient to what I say. And so if you start the conversation, God will give you the next step, but you got to be obedient to what he tells you to do in that moment. And what he's telling you to do, it might not make sense. You, you know, it might feel like, Why on earth would you tell me to go for, I'll talk about my personal life. Why would you tell me to go and write a legal thriller, God, if you called me to to do all this for your kingdom? This is not kingdom work. This is pure entertainment. And he's like, if you would trust me, I would show you how this can become a revenue stream so that we can now funnel those resources into the kingdom work that I have for you to do. Because the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. So I'm gonna teach you how to create a revenue stream to bring that revenue from the wicked into the kingdom. And now we can multiply it over here in the way that I would like for you to, but you have to trust me and do the first thing that I tell you to do. Even if you feel disqualified, even if it seems like it doesn't make any sense, it's not in line with your five-year plan or your 10-year plan, or in my case, the rest of your life plan. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't think I was going to do anything different, Yeah. but tell God the truth, tell him how you feel, have a dialogue with him and then just do whatever he tells you to do. And eventually you'll look up and realize you're like 10 steps ahead of where you were when you initially felt like you couldn't do it.
0: Hmm. Wow. You know, I, 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 uh, I, I remember in the live that, 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 that I, that that I, I watched last, where you were um, speaking about um, getting stuck in in in, in poverty, um, and not only that, but in what would seem like the next step above. You know, you're you're above poverty, and it's like I'm 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 out. I'm 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 done. Here
1: I am. I'm um, right.
0: Yeah. And, and, and it's like there's there is so so much more that God wants for us. And yes, you know, like like you said, this world is based on a way that it thrives off of people being low. And exactly. Can, can you talk talk about getting out of that and and that that whole um, everything?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I grew up very like we had little, <laughs> we, <laughs> we had nothing. When you know yeah. I, when I tell people that, oh, you know, I, I I grew I didn't grow up with a lot. They're like, oh, okay. Well, we lived in the projects too. And I'm like, no, baby, I was below the projects. <laughs> mm, <yeah. laughs> I was in a shack. We had nothing. Wow. And in my mind, as I started to get older, I just had this idea that. My, when I became a mom, my children wouldn't live like that. My goal was middle-class, like we're going to be middle-class citizens. You know, I never had a a solid childhood home, We rented a lot of different places when I was a child and I was like, I'm going to buy a house and I'm going to build my first house. By the time I'm 25, I'm going to build it from the ground up. My children are going to have stability. And I, you know, I had all these ideas of what success would look like. And I did all those things. And I got there and God was saying, will you trust me for more? Wow. Because yeah, you have a middle-class lifestyle. But if you have a middle-class lifestyle, that typically means you're one one paycheck away or two paychecks away from losing everything. And so in 2013, when I was unexpectedly laid off and the savings dried up, and uh, the severance was gone. And then my husband was laid off. And then we had a death in the family. So we had all of these unexpected things that came at us at one time. And God used that time to show me, listen, I will provide for you far better than you ever imagined. But I need you to divorce this idea that middle class is enough. Mm -hmm. Because it's not. He he took me to the scripture where he talks about how he made us to be the lender and not the borrower. And if you really think about a lender, a lender really uh, exists from a place of abundance. They have so much that they're always able to give. You never heard of going to a bank and asking for a loan and they say, oh, I can't loan that to you. Even though we're lenders, we don't have enough. They're consistently putting out loans over and over and over again. And they found a way to make money even when they lend. And God is saying, this is what I've called you to. I've called you to this place of abundance. And I've called you to be in a position where you can be the lender. And you can't do that if you're barely getting by. You can't do that if you just have enough for me, my four, and no more. If you only have enough for your household, then you can't function as the lender that God created you to be. And so it, it wasn't a mindset shift that I was able to make day one. You know, this was years, a long process of trusting God and going back to him and shedding a lot of tears and confessing that I was afraid and confessing that I didn't understand how to do things and asking him to put people in my path that could teach me and asking him to give me scriptures that I could anchor my mind to so when those thoughts would try to come back up I had the word of God to rebut those thoughts with then asking him how do I turn this business that you've given me into a profitable model so that I have enough to now be a lender how do I get in position so that I can be a blessing to your people. I don't always have to charge them. How can I give things away and still have enough to where my family is thriving? And if, if a situation uh, is to occur that we don't expect, it doesn't cripple us. And, and that is the type of trust walk that we have to have with the Lord, trusting him enough, not just that he's going to do things uh, when it's all said and done, but that he's going to answer every little question that I have, that he wants to hear those thoughts that I'm having that have been crippling me and, and, and keeping me from moving forward. He wants me to bring those thoughts to him and, and to confess it. And when I do, he's going to give me something that's going to fill me up and, and lift me up. And then the next step is once he gives me these things, I have to do the work. <laughs> I can't just pray and think it's yeah. going to fall into place. I have to put works along with my faith so that I can see the manifestation of what God has
0: promised. I love that that you said that because I was just about to to say that I have spent many years of you know listening to listening to different uh, uh, sermons and watching people talk and they're giving me the actual answer and God is downloading things into me. And I'm watching video after video and I'm praying, I'm praying and I'm not doing what I'm told to to, exactly. to, to to do. It's like, I, I, I believe it so, so much like, yes, Lord, I got you but I'm not stepping. Exactly.
1: Like, I trust you so much, God, as I roll back over and pull up the covers. And he's like, no, I told you, get up, start your day, call this person, email that person, put the course together, write the book, get your LLC. Mm -hmm. You know, I I talked to so many people who say, well, God gave me a business idea. And I'm like, well, did you form the business? Like, what did you do with the idea? Yeah. Where's the work? Where's the action that goes behind what you say you believe? Because if you really believed in something, you would do the work. That's why we go to work every day because we believe there's going to be a paycheck on the other side.
0: <laughs> That's exactly right. And you can't you can't do it half half halfway either. You have to to learn everything about it. You have to go full, full, full force. And that can can also seem seem hard, you know? Oh um, yeah. So
1: I tell people I, I work more as an entrepreneur than I ever worked working for someone else. Like the number of hours, the goal is to get to like the, the three hour work day or the three day work week. That's the goal. But while you're building, you not only have to just, you know, make sure that you're doing the, the actual work, working in the business but it's also working on the business. It's also the marketing. It's also the, the, the time alone with God. I feel like when he told me to step out of the entrepreneurship, like I always had a prayer life, but man, (laughs) the amount of prayer it takes to sustain it because this is God's vision. And I can't do this on my own. I can only rely on what he gives me. So, you know, I, I developed, when I initially, my business started to take off, I I had a community of people that I would pray with every morning at 5 a.m. You know, the, the sacrifices and the consecrated lifestyle that it took for me, because I'm called to kingdom entrepreneurs, right? Other people, you may not be called to that. So it might not be that type of call for you. But for me, the hours and hours, the lack of sleep that I've had to invest have all been about, making sure that the foundation of the business was what it needed to be. So that when it started to take off, we already had everything in place because I was putting it to practice what God was giving me or what he was downloading to me in
0: prayer. So good. So can, can, can you tell us more about your your the business?
1: Yeah, so we do two things. I always tell people I only do two things. And I do those two things very well. Amen. The first thing we do is we help authors to publish their books. We have what we call publishing partnership programs. And what that means is our authors get to work with us so they have the experience uh, of a traditional publishing model in terms of the way we do the work for you. We take the guesswork out and we do all the heavy lifting, but you get to keep your ownership. So you keep all of your rights, you keep all of your royalties. We take nothing on the back end and we set you up completely for success. The other thing that we do is we help small business owners and aspiring kingdom entrepreneurs learn how to make money in their business. I always tell people, you can get a business on paper, but if you don't learn how to make money or if you don't know how to budget, or if you're spending, buying all these courses and all of these extras and all the things you think you need before you start making money, you have an incredibly expensive hobby that is draining your bank account. And your business is supposed to bring you money. It's not supposed to take away your money. So we teach entrepreneurs how to how to set their businesses up for success and how to become profitable as quickly as possible.
0: That's good because I, I know that from experience. You know, I, I bought so many different cameras and different uh, so much equipment to. To end up uh, do, doing it right, and then every video that I watched, they were like, "Just do it, <laughs> just just start, just start, just start. Just, just start doing it." Because if you don't start, start now, somewhere. you're not going to.
1: Exactly. Yeah. When I started, I had barely anything, but but this has been the model, and I tell people, you know, when I was in my early twenties, I had a I had a home-based daycare. I had this home-based daycare because I moved to a new city. I had a two-year-old and I went to go visit the daycares and they were terrible. So I was like, I'm not letting my kid go here. <laughs> so right. I went home. <laughs> I sold my living room furniture. This is this is how God will give you the strategy that you need to get, get your business off the ground. I sold my living room furniture. I purchased the bare necessities that I needed to get the daycare up and running. And within two weeks, my daycare was completely full. The only marketing I did, I made flyers and I drove around and put them in mailboxes, which don't do that. The postman called me and told me that was illegal, (laughs) but I didn't know when I did it. And then I hung flyers in nail salons and hair salons because that's where moms go. And within two weeks, I had a fully functioning daycare. We were completely full, could not accept any more children, had to start a wait list, and we were profitable. So I always tell people, you have what you need to get started because God is not going to tell you to do something and then not give you what you need in order for you to be successful. So start where you are. Look and see what you have uh, in your hands already. It's just like when uh, the widow with her oil... And and yes. the creditors were coming trying to take her kids. And, and the prophet said to her, What do you have? You know, so you have to be willing to use what's already in your house. No, not going out and going into debt, you know, putting things on your credit card or leasing things and getting a loan and spending money that you don't really have. Utilize what you have first, get a firm foundation, and then as you make money, you can reinvest money, but never spend more than what you're making when you're getting started.
0: Oh my goodness! I don't want to give away all of your everything. Uh, I want people to invest in you. Um, where can where can we we uh, where can we, we we find you?
1: So I'm um, all over social media. O R Johnson, because most people can't spell Otisia. My parents <laughs> were very creative. So yeah. <laughs> on social media, I am O R Johnson. You can also go to our website which is betonyourself, E-N-T, dot com.
0: And you have multiple books, right? Not just I do I have 13. 13 books. That's amazing. And then when, when's the next one coming? It's because you're, you're still writing it. Do you have an idea of? Yeah, so uh,
1: number 14 will be out this fall. Awesome. And it is a book on affirmations and declarations, just teaching people how to accurately uh, make a, uh, affirmations and then how to combine those I am statements with scripture so that you can write effective declarations
0: beautiful beautiful is there anything else that you want to say uh, to, to the listeners
1: you know what trust what God has said
0: Amen.
1: just trust what he said don't second guess it don't try to figure it out his ways are not your ways it's thoughts also not your thoughts you're not going to be able to figure out the how of it just yeah. trust what he said make the first step and god will put land under your feet as you walk
0: thank you so much for joining us <laughs> this was awesome
1: <laughs> thank you for having me this was fast this is a great conversation because it went by quickly
0: yes definitely i mean there's so much more uh, that, that you have for for people and i, I don't want them to, to i don't want them to get it all all here i, I want them to to, in, to invest in you and just download everything from so I
1: appreciate you thank you so much for having me and giving me this opportunity
0: definitely thank you for listening to the pathway to purpose podcast being able to create a platform for someone to tell their story and also a place for someone to hear it is extremely important to me I hope you heard something that helps you grow and something that you can pass on to somebody else stay tuned for the next episode and check out the pathway to purpose Instagram and Facebook to see inspirational quotes to help you on your journey I also want to give a big shout out to my whole team at Scott Young Media Group for making this podcast possible.